one of the things that I like to say is to wear your scars as badges of honor, right? And honor in terms of, I had this happen and I rose above it. I had this happen and yet I'm here. This was a negative experience in my life, yet I'm still here, right? Because nothing can stop us because the only true real hindrance through our ability into reaching higher is our attitude. And as long as our attitude is positive and as long as we see challenges as opportunities to thrive, is there really a failure in life? Because for me, it's about using those experiences and those mistakes that I made to empower others to have their own win streaks. If you're doing that, then you're creating something bigger than yourself. Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. Do you ever have conversations with your friends or a friend where you're just like, whoa, that was incredibly deep and profound and and eye-opening? That's the type of conversation I felt I had with our guest today. If you love what is said on today's show, be sure to share it on social media. Tag me on Instagram at thisman underscore Tanvir or tag me on LinkedIn and send it off to a friend who you think this episode might help. That's how powerful this conversation was. Francisco Alder Garcia is the digital operations and marketing specialist for BennyComp Health Solutions, a health tech company in the insurance space. Currently, Garcia serves as the marketing chair for the University of Tampa's Board of Counselors, as a board member for the University of South Florida's Digital Marketing Advisory Board, and as a member of the Emerging Leaders of Tampa Bay. Thanks to his passion to helping young leaders grow and flourish, Garcia has been recognized as the 2020 Rising Star by Employee Benefit Advisor, named a top 10 marketing operations leader by ChatFunnels, and recognized as a LinkedIn sales star. He holds a BS in management from Providence College and an MBA with a marketing concentration from the University of Tampa. Him and I became friends over LinkedIn. We've been chatting for a while and he's overcame a great amount of struggle to get to where he is today. Francisco knows how to win. Let's find out how he does it. Francisco Garcia, welcome to Winning Streaks. Um, honestly, it's, it's really a, a pleasure to speak to you and, and I'm so pumped to have you on the show. So looking forward to a great episode today. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun just rolling with it. And I think all, our audience will, will get that pun soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's, I mean, let's start there. Let's start uh, at kind of the heart of it, which is, you know, I learned about you through LinkedIn as I do with uh, a number of my guests, but your story and your struggle, you know, captivated so many people. I remember, I can't remember how much engagement you had on this one post that you made with a diploma in hand and, you know, on the graduation stage. But talk about that particular post, the contents of it, and, uh, you know, why you think it resonated with people so much. 
Yeah, definitely. I think the the last time I saw it, I think it was like 500 plus likes. Like I remember when I watched it, I was like, did I break something? Is is something <laughs> going on? And and I actually I reached out like to one of to one of my friends, and I was like, you know, I couldn't believe that this post said so long. She's like, why are you wondering it? Like it, you're talking about things that really that people really care about, right? Which is about overcoming struggles, being resilient, seeing life as this journey of of discovery, right? And I think that's what's the why that post resonated so deeply it's because a lot of people could see themselves in in my experience and in what i've been through right whether my experience in college was slightly different because i'm in a wheelchair but you know the challenges of not making friends as fast as we wanted to trying to balance our our life in in the library and studying with you know being out in the quad and meeting people to, you know, getting involved and being active, right? These are all these different elements that come into play. And at the heart of the post was how, as I walked up state, as I walked up up stage, I don't know why, why that was so hard for me to say. As I walked up stage, again, I miss. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a Wednesday night. So, you know, I totally, totally get it, man. <laughs> For sure. And kind of on that point is, right, what people resonate is, is that human element. So as I'm over here struggling with the word stage, right, that's, that's what life is about. Life, as much as we want it to be perfect and as much as we want our plans to work out in the exact manner we want them to, life is always like, well, wait, hold on there's something that you're missing or there's something that you need to learn or, or go through first. But, um, that's, that's an aside. But so I remember that day I was, I had made a promise to myself in freshman year that no matter what I was going to walk to get my diploma. Right. And I had mentioned this to my friends, to faculty, to, to everybody. And for anyone that's been in a graduation ceremony, you know, the first thing they tell you is, please don't clap. We want to get as fast out of here as, as you do. We all just want, we, you know, we, we love your kids. We love everybody, but we just want to go like, just go in and out. Right. What was amazing was, as I, as I started walking towards the president of my college to get my diploma, first I was surprised that he hugged me. I was like, which you usually don't get, you usually just get a handshake. Yeah. Wow. Then as, as I started walking with my crutches, I see people start to, to stand and to clap for me. And before I knew it, I had 10,000 people, a grand majority who were the parents, grandparents and family members of my classmates who had no idea who I was, were cheering me on. Right. And, that was so powerful. And that's why you, if you see, if you run into a post, when you, when you look it up on my LinkedIn, Francisco Garcia, comma MBA, you'll see me cheesing from like <laughs> ear to ear, side. ear to ear, baby, ear, ear to ear. But right. That is, it conveys 
this positivity and this emotion. And that's what we should try to do in, in whatever we do is be very intentional with the message that we want others to receive and use every experience as a learning experience to continue winning. Man, it's, well, for one, it's crazy that, you know, they expect you to pay thousands and thousands of dollars, but no claps when you're walking across the stage, you know, that's one <laughs> odd expectation, but I can't imagine, you know, just you saying that honest to God, I got goosebumps and, you know, I can't imagine how powerful of a moment that was for you, but I imagine as well or not that or not, I imagine, I know that it's also a demonstration or it's also a signal towards your character and the way you carry yourself because that doesn't happen unless you are the person you are. And, you know, I, I, have you read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins? I have not, but I'll add it to my list. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal book that I think you would very much love. And he talks about, you know, how struggle is the source of his strength. How do you feel about that statement? Like, how, how do you feel that that has applied in your life? Definitely. One of, one of the things that I like to say is to wear your scars as badges of honor, right? And honor in terms of, I had this happen and I rose above it. I had this happen and yet I'm here. This was a negative experience in my life, yet I'm still here, right? Because nothing can stop us because the only true real hindrance through our ability into reaching higher is our attitude. And as long as our attitude is positive and as long as we see challenges as opportunities to thrive, is there really a failure in life? To me, I, I, I don't think so. Because for me, it's about using those experiences and those mistakes that I made to empower others to have their own win streaks, right? Because if you're doing that, then you're creating something bigger than yourself. And when you create something bigger than yourself, you continuously find the fuel to put those little dark energies of self-doubt away. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better myself. And the power of mindset is severely, severely underrated. Like it's incredible what it can do. And I think nowadays, especially when you're seeing things like, you know, mental health and suicide rates, depression rates go higher than ever before. More, especially, you know, in continuing education and throughout school, like I wish they had done more teaching around, you know, mindset and how to better it, how to improve it, how to kind of deal with how the brain works in so many different ways. I think that would have been so beneficial for so many people. And, you know, with that in mind, I want to ask, just so the audience understands more, like, can you explain more about kind of the source of your disability, where, where, when you kind of discovered it and how that all came to be? Absolutely. So from a young age, I was born with, with my disability and basically all, all that it does, it, it kind of makes my, my muscles like really, not my muscles, but it makes like tightness. So there's tightness in my body. So I go to physical therapy and I, I stretch my muscles out. And secondly, it, it affects my, my balance, right? So I can, I can walk and I can do things, but I need to have um, leg braces and, and forearm crutches. Mm -hmm. So for me to move around, like I use a wheelchair to be this rolling 
you know, just rolling through life as, as I like to say, as, as we talked about little, the beginning, yeah. a, little, a little pun, my little pun to, to break the ice <laughs> at, at networking events. And when I just meet people nice. on online and, and what, you know, one of the reasons that I do that is, is very intentional because when a person sees that I'm self-aware of, of myself and my condition and that kind of feeling of like ambiguity of like, how do I interact with Francisco when he has a disability? Right. But in the first five minutes I meet him, he makes a joke about all the stairs he had to walk up to, to get to this event. And, <laughs> I, don't know, and I don't know how to react. Oh, wow. But what that does, it removes the tension by addressing the elephant in the room and it allows a space to have open and honest and vulnerable conversations and kind of, you know, you, you talked about the, the power of, of mental health and the power of mindset, right? And to, to be mindful is, is so powerful. And what I can talk about is some strategies that have worked for me in my life that I didn't necessarily learn through school. And one of them is to ask yourself questions, right? Because as humans, we go from conclusion to conclusion to conclusion. And if we don't stop that feedback loop, then we're just going to continue spiraling a little bit. But if you ask a question, let's take it a step further. Let's ask a question that helps us reset our mindset. So for me, that means asking myself, what is one thing that I'm grateful for today? Or what is one thing that I look forward to? And if those two don't work out, then the third one is, who can I reach out to today that I haven't talked to in a few months who would really appreciate hearing from me, right? Because we're not alone in this journey. And I think that's so important to keep front of mind is you're never alone and that you inspire people by being you, your quirks, your smile, who you are can be the reason somebody wakes up that morning. That's, that's phenomenal. And I think those questions are, you know, I'm going to note them down <laughs> when I'm, when I listen to this back, I'm definitely going to, going to note them down because I think they're powerful. So one checking up on people that you've spoken to in the past one, what are you looking forward to? And the other being, you know, what you're grateful for today. And, you know, I try to get some perspective on, especially the gratitude piece every day. I, I used to do the thing where it's like wake up and, and you know, or journal and, and write things, you know, three things that I'm grateful for. But for me, a powerful practice has been incorporating gratitude on a consistent basis. So mm. not just like having to think about it in the moment and ask myself, but also like, which is, you know, powerful in and of itself, but also to try and inc- not just do that, but incorporate it into my everyday life. You know what I mean? Is like, I'm eating like, oh, I'm so grateful for this or Know, working out, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to like move my body this way or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, things of that nature. And, you know, one thing that I thought of backing off of something that you said earlier about failure, which is like, it's hard to fail. And for me, like thinking about that, it was like, especially I was thinking about just earlier today, which is death is a concept that we don't like to talk about, right? It's very taboo. It's not really talked about a lot, but what is failure if you're still breathing you know if you're still living life to me there's just so much power in that alone because we don't know what death holds for us you know and then i think that's a very powerful practice definitely i think part of the struggle comes from linearity right i think as as we go through 
our education, we tend to be trained in this, in this mindset that there is one true path or that there is one answer. But the part of life is that there is no true answer, right? Or that success is not linear and that success is not success, 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 but it's failure, success, failure, success. And what is a breakthrough if not the accumulation of knowledge gained from testing, analyzing, optimizing, and repeating, right? There is no success without failure because you have to have had an understanding and a methodology and a process created to be able to transform that into a win. But that's where I kind of, I don't like to say the word failure. And that's where I was trying to like circumvent it into like, you know, areas of improvement or something that I could learning opportunity. better. Yeah, exactly. Cause that goes back to that mindset piece and becoming what we say. And if we frame things very intentionally, then we can use them as catapults to continue forward, even when things don't go our way. So how did you go about framing? I'm sure for a long time, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to deal with when uh, you do have like a physical disability. But what were some of the intentional thoughts that you laid out to help not just manage it, but live with it and thrive with it during, you know, the, the entirety of your life so far? One of, one of the key learning lessons is having a why that goes beyond you because that is the lens from which everything in your life is viewed. And for me, my why is to reshape what it means to live and thrive with a disability, to empower others to live life with self-acceptance and courage. Because I understand that my life is more than just my life. It impacts the people around me and I myself can create community in everything that I do. But to get to this place, I had to ask myself those hard questions of what do I want my legacy to be? What is my purpose on this earth? Why do I, right, when born with a disability where I could have just graduated high school and not gone to college or not gone my graduate degree and not work in a corporate job and also take certificate programs and read books and do all these things, right? It can be, it can be hard to see the long-term value in the decisions that we make, but the wins that happen in our life are due to those decisions we made to focus on our future, right? So it's kind of keeping that future and now presence. Yeah. And guess what happened in our life, you know, before you, we should only, the only time, this is one of my favorite things is the only time you should ever look back is to see how far you have come, right? Because if we think about our lives and everything we've been through, that's a win. Today is a win the ability to smile, to laugh, to cry, to enjoy life, that's a win. And our lives are made richer by the people we meet and the stories we hear. So in everything, I'm motivated by people because in those days when I'm not my strongest, who picks me up is the people in my life. In those days that I am strong, 
is because of the people in my life. So it is my duty and my honor to be a beacon of hope and light for others. My man, you just defined this show. That's what Winning Streaks is all about. You know, a lot of people, maybe I haven't vocalized this yet. I'm not sure. But, you know, on this show, we talk a lot about helping, you know, listeners, anyone who's listening to get a competitive edge in life, whether it's, you know, in their relationships and their health and their, and their financial wellness. But the source of all of that comes down to the root of it, which is everything is a win. Like waking up this morning is a win. Having your morning coffee is a win. You know, saying hi to your neighbor is a win. Every little thing is a win for you. And you add all those up and you get a winning streak. You know what I mean? And the goal is to stay on a winning streak consistently, which is, you know, even if something doesn't go your way, that's a win. There's a silver lining. There's a win that comes out of it, which is pressure makes diamonds. You know, I was reading a post earlier today. It's like, you know, when you press grapes, you get wine. When you, you know, press whatever, you make, you know, sand and, and rock and all those things, you get diamonds. And like so many other examples like that, which is just, you know, our hardships really do lead to or can lead to a lot of success. And in the moment, it's very hard to see it that way. But again, like you mentioned, like having that future now type mentality it allows you to move forward with strength and it allows you to move forward with some sort of sense of perseverance. And, you know, it's funny, you've so eloquently verbalized your purpose and like your why. And I, honest to God, I could only put my, my why in a sentence like less than maybe like three months ago. I just happened to be reading this particular book. It's called The 10 Rules of the Extraordinary Mind or something like that. It's written by Vishen Lakhiani. And I was reading the book and all of a sudden I came up with, you know, what I believe is my purpose, which is to be a dream maker, not a dream chaser, and to help other people see the opportunities and possibilities that they could not see themselves. That's part of what I do on this show. Talking about purpose, do you feel that everyone should have a purpose or everyone should strive to find their purpose? Or is that something that's ever evolving and ever changing? It's a powerfully profound question. And what's important to keep in mind is that what we set as our why and as our purpose today can evolve and it can change, right? Like with anything, we're living, breathing human beings. As we gain new knowledge, we understand new and better ways to do things. So it's important to have a foundation and a stepping stone because that is what allows you to continue to grow in ways you, you never expected. And I had, you know, something similar where my why it kind of came about like five, six months ago when I was listening to Sarah Blakely speak here in Florida. Nice. The lesson that resonated with me from her is when you have a why that goes beyond you, you're able to put self-doubt away. And I think her why is elevating women. So succinct, so powerful, right? And mine is not as succinct, but it talks about what I want to be known for in, in this life and the understanding that my life is part of a bigger puzzle. Even if I don't know that what I did helped someone, going to bed with that belief is life-altering, right? Because if, if we go to the belief that we impacted just one person, yeah one person that compounds in ways we never expect and in ways we never imagine, right? When we hear people speak, when we hear people talk about stories and talk about their lives, 
they're representing themselves, but they're also representing everyone they've ever met in their life. And that's why I see my life as this journey of honoring the leaders in it. And as much as I can give them credit and express gratitude to them, I'll do that at every opportunity. It's like, uh, it's the butterfly effect, which is essentially the smallest, tiniest action can have a massive life altering impact in the long run. You know, maybe someone listening to this podcast gets like a small, like 30 seconds worth of conversation that really sticks with them and they use throughout the rest of their life, you know? And I'd like to ask, like, you've obviously been through quite a bit to get to where you are today. And I think in a lot of ways, like there are physical disabilities, but we're seeing a lot more mental disabilities in recent years as well, in terms of rates and and such, as I mentioned earlier. But for anyone that lives with with a disability of any kind, whether it's like social disability, mental disability, uh, health, physical uh, disability, and they really feel stuck, what advice do you have for them? My advice is to have grace, grace with yourself and grace with your journey. And kind of going back to what we were talking about is so small changes that have the biggest impact. So take one small change that you can consistently do day after day and and grow from there. I think one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we want to change and we want to do it in this dramatic, just like this birth of like, here I am completely different. I went from being, you know, not wanting to, to go to conferences, to meet people to now I just want to grab 500 business cards and meet everybody under, under the sun, which is great. If you can do that, absolutely keep going more power to you. I'm rooting for you. But the truth is, is that to make changes sustainable, we have to make them consistent. And I think about my own life. And when I was a kid, I wasn't the best speaker. And how I started to change was I remember I did a class presentation. I had a paper clip. I was like playing with a paper clip like in my pocket. But because my mind wasn't on what I was speaking, I started to see that I got better and better and better each and every time that I spoke. And fast forward to freshman year of college, I put on the first ever motivational speaking event at Providence College in Rhode Island. And it was attended by over 200 students, which we had to move from the room that we had originally scheduled the event for because there was a line out the door 10 minutes before the event. Holy crap. And I know that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's crazy, right? Because I know that one of the biggest fears is public speaking and how I was able, well, one of it was the, the paperclip track, but two, when you find something that you're really passionate about speaking, mm-hmm. it makes it incredible, right? And nobody knows your story better than you and embrace the pause. You, you can't even put the value of when you're telling a, a story and you stop and you see the other person wants to hear more. So there's like little, like little tips and tricks and things we can do, but they all come down to grace and to understanding that, you know, tomorrow, Thursday, I may do a bunch of different changes, but on Friday, I kind of took a step back, but Saturday I came roaring back, right? Mm -hmm. It's having that grace and that self-awareness to understand that this is a long-term journey. 
yeah how you can and how you can try to build accountability tell tell your friend or tell your mentor of what you want to do because now you're two people invested in it and now it isn't just your burden it's a collective to make you better yes in complete agreement like small small changes make big change like that's just the reality of it like recently i've been trying to not gonna lie with the covid and, and everything that happened i think definitely put my health on the back burner and recently got that back into gear thankfully but it wasn't by you know trying to go super hard like right from the beginning because i know that's not sustainable like i've i've gone through the process enough to know that that just never works so for me it just became for example like i enjoy intermittent fasting or i have in the past so it's just okay let me just wait until 12 every day to eat and then whatever else happens happens but let me just wait until 12 every day to eat was like my start and then you start adding the additional components once you have that down a bit but you're completely right like those small like i can't imagine how that, how much that paper clip trick helped but do you have any other changes or you know small routines that you maybe incorporated when you were younger that have helped you a lot in the long run definitely the the gratitude piece you know about being you know, waking up and, and asking myself those questions kind of kept me going and kept me motivated. I think that's one of the the biggest things. And having vulnerable, open and honest conversations with my friends and my family, which I know are some of the hardest things to do, but they have this kind of freeing influence on you, right? So I think one of the biggest fears that we have, which are tied back to that public speaking element is sometimes that we don't know how people are going to react to what we're going to say. So we don't say it, but instead what we're doing is we're kind of stopping our journey, right? Because change is constant, but growth is optional. And if we challenge ourselves and if we lean into the unknown and the uncomfortable, we will grow in ways that we never imagined. Yeah, I think probably one of the most outstanding fears in society nowadays is the fear of what other people might think. And something that I've come to realize, especially, and I mean, you'd be able to relate with this, Francisco, is like you and I, we post a lot on, on LinkedIn, right? We post a lot of content up there and you know, share our thoughts on, on different areas of business, self, uh, development, et cetera, et cetera. And I, for the longest time, I used to just be like, man, what are people going to say about this? What are my colleagues going to think about this? What are, you know, my friends going to think about this? They think I'm out of my mind kind of thing. But it comes to a point where, or at least for me, it came to a point where I realized if other people, first of all, it's it's like an unconscious fear, like that, that it's probably unrealistic. Like there's probably a lot less people that care than I think that care. But for the people that do care, if you don't like what I have to share, then you're probably not great for my network anyway. You know, my personal circle as well. How do you, do you like relate to that? Do you feel that as well? Definitely. And I think, you know, what you're saying is, is, is so powerful and having the values alignment is, is crucial, right? We may not always agree on, on different perspective or on different issues or, or the way to, to tackle things. But if there is an understanding of respect, of communication, of yes, I don't, I don't exactly understand what you're saying, or I don't exactly agree with it, but I want to hear you and I want to listen to you, 
because I want to grow my, my perspective. And that happened to me in, in my own journey, right? My, my content is a lot about gratitude and, and, and you've been part of a couple of my gratitude posts, not just to, to be here, like shouting out people. Right. Right. Um, but you know, and, and, and I remember I went through that same thing. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm shouting out, you know, 10 to 15 people per se, whatever, you know, based on the content, based on, on what I write. And I, and I remember kind of like this kind of fear in the back of my head was, yes, I'm mentioning this 10 to 15 people. And if I had the space, mm-hmm. you know, I would shout out a lot more people, but one, I just, you know, at the moment when I wrote it, that that's who came to mind Yeah. Two the focus and the point of the post isn't for me to shout these people out. I mean, it's part of it. It is right. Cause I'm, I'm rooting for them and I'm championing them, but the larger focus that, that I, that I saw when, when I took a step back was what I'm trying to do is encourage others to share gratitude, to really do something similar that I'm doing. Right. I do it on a weekly basis just because that's kind of, talking about consistency and accountability. I've mentioned, I've told myself I'm going to post, if I'm going to post on social, I'm going to do it at least once a week. If I, if everything happens, whatever happens this week, I'm posting once a week and I'm posting about gratitude. So creating that consistency and that accountability. And what I've done is that I've seen as you continue to post, there will be people who will continue to resonate. So sometimes we don't have to go through that like, oh, I don't want you to be a, I don't want you to be on part of my life anymore, but it'll kind of shape itself because now you're vocalizing and now you're showing your passions and your values and your interests because that's what allows you to connect on a deeper level. Because if you just want to stay at the surface level, then it's great. Like if I see you all say, how do you, we'll have a conversation. But, uh, you know, in this journey through life, I want to discover together with others and I want to really succeed with others and help them rise faster and stronger. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so extremely powerful. I've said that a lot. I find myself saying that a lot this, uh, in this conversation, but it's true. Like you're, you're not only is your network your, is your net worth, but it's also your power, you know, like it can be a really good source of strength and I know from my experience, like there have been times in the past where I have felt extremely lonely, like not going to lie, like mm-hmm. times where I felt like that. And I think everyone has moments like that, but there are people out there who care for you or there are people out there who, you know, will care for you and who have a genuine loyalty in a, in a good way, obviously, um, to you in the sense that they'll have your back no matter what. And Thankfully, through this podcast, through all the stuff online that I do, I've made a bunch of friends and, and, and individuals in my network that way, including yourself, which I'm super grateful for. But I think it's an important thing to realize. And you know, the other aspect that you're correct about, which is, I feel like we've kind of veered away from the fact that I can disagree with you about something, but we can still respect each other, you know, especially with politics, <laughs> for one thing. Um, and so many other polarizing views and messages nowadays, people are going to have disagreements. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to be throwing punches at each other or you know throwing insults at each other. And I think finding common ground is so important. And 
having just personal conversations like these is one way to do that. Like get to know people, get to understand, you know, who they are, where they're from, what their intentions are, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that's something that's super powerful about you. You shout out a lot of people online and you've most definitely built a, a super strong network. How have you gone about doing that? Like what's your, especially now, like what's kind of like your process or what are you thinking about when you're meeting new people and, and you're networking? One, you know, one of the biggest drivers for me is that you have to give value before you get value, right? Because it, it's that collaborative and collaborative relationship between people. But to to give you insight into kind of what, what drove me to do this every week is I think about all the people that I've met in, in, in my life. And this is actually a habit I started back when I was in college on every like national holiday, like Thanksgiving, like I would send thank you notes and gratitude notes to, to my friends and to my professors and to, into just whoever I had met in my life, who I had some sort of impact. And I remember seeing the replies and being filled with joy, but I understood that it was joyful for me but I don't know how powerful that was for another person. Mm. And in the, in the business world and in the business aspect, gratitude is one of the things that I don't, at least in, in my perspective, I don't see a lot. And the reason is, and I kind of go back to, to Sarah Blakely. She's one of the business leaders I really admire. And she kind of crystallized my vision. And she said, I remember being at this business meeting and somebody said, business has to be war. And she said, but in the back of my mind, I said, I don't want business to be war and I want to honor a different path. So that kind of like was taking my thinking and like putting it like in a simple sentence about how, yes, you may be in the same industry as me. Yes, we may do the same work. But that doesn't mean you can't be my friend and you can't and, and you and I can't share tips and tricks to make each other better. If we think about the world, there's so much business to be done. Why are we fight? You know, if your product is better, if your service is better, that's that's a whole other aspect. But kind of going back to what we we're talking about is you don't have to make it personal and you don't have to make it an attack. Right. If if what you're doing and your service and what you're offering is better, that will come out through the conversation. But you have to make the other person the hero. And, and that's what, what drives me every day is how can I make somebody else a hero right here, right now? As I'm writing these posts, I always like to weave a thought into them. And, and one of my favorites that I wore that I wrote was powered by people to make an impact because that's so true. When I see somebody winning, when I see somebody crushing life, I'm like, I want to crush life too. What can I do now to be like, Hey, I did this, but it's not to tell them, but it's to tell myself that in this journey of excellence, I'm improving every single day. That gratitude piece is, is really king, man. And uh, I hope a lot of people get that from this episode and carry themselves in the same way. Like you have to give before you get, you know, before I was able to get this podcast really highly ranked, you know, I've been doing this podcasting thing for a long time and finally was able to, it's Gary Vaynerchuk's, you know, uh, kind of philosophy, jab, 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 right hook, which is just give, 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 give. And then you end up asking. And like you said, 
you know, during those conversations with people, they, they understand the value of you speaking to them. Um, you don't necessarily have to give them something like, as in like physically, you don't have to like be like, Oh, I'm going to work for free for you. Let's chat. Like it can just be, let's chat. But then, like you said, make them kind of the hero of the story. And, uh, Francisco, undoubtedly, you've been the hero of this show today. Just the way you carry yourself, the way you kind of discuss the things not that not only that you've gone through, but what you've been able to kind of discover um, has been phenomenal. Saying that, let's jump into the quick wins segment of this episode. Um, so just a series of quick questions, and then we'll get some very meaty answers from you uh, in the process. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is... The Alchemist. It is one of my favorite books because it talks about how when you strive for something that you really love and that's really dear to you, the whole universe helps you to get there, right? When you make your intentions really known, the universe, it, it's magical sometimes and not, and I know we have a whole bunch of, of other questions to go, but I remember at the start of this year, I made my goal to be a community thought leader. And when I made this, my goal I was like, how am I going to achieve this? Right. But I vocalize that to my friends, to my network and to my family. And it all started with being a guest in one podcast back in May. And since then I've done like 40 plus, and now I'm involved in all sorts of different activities in the community. And as I get involved more and more, I see how contributing to somebody's success is the biggest one we we can do. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely get to the other questions, but on that note, yes, it's it, I have no idea how it happens. It just does. Like I can't tell you the amount of times in my life where it's like I've just so powerfully thought of something that I wanted to get done that I wanted to accomplish for it to eventually happen. And it's just like, how did I get here? And I know I took actions to help lead me there. But I almost think back and be like, wow, it wasn't that long ago where I thought this. And now it's kind of like spoken into existence kind of thing, which is nuts. Anyway, getting into the next little bit of it, what is your uh, morning routine look like? Or what does your morning routine look like? My morning routine, well, now post-COVID and still during COVID, it entails making cinnamon, cinnamon French toast waffles and coffee with pumpkin spice creamer. And then what I do is I take the, the little cinnamon waffle squares and I dunk them in the coffee. So I start my day with caffeine, with a little bit of fun with my food and with energy. Jeez, that sounds like a great way to start the morning. Maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll steal that one from you. <laughs> and uh, if you had a life hack, what do you think it would be? The only hack when we have in life is learning. There are no true shortcuts in life, but if you learn, you boost your innovation and you boost your creative juices. And then you'll find that your efforts become sustainable because they're based on knowledge and the wisdom of others. Francisco, this was uh, just an incredible, incredible episode. I really enjoy every time we talk. I always, uh, you know, it's been an incredibly powerful conversation and I always enjoy just learning from you. And and I look forward to kind of keeping this relationship going moving forward as well. If you had any departing advice for my listeners on how to get them to accomplish their next big win, what would that be? I look back on my favorite quote 
by A.M. Milne, the writer of Winnie the Pooh, who says, you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Whatever you think is your capability now is not. You're capable of so much greater. But if you find ways to involve others, then you can create greater. In this journey through life, explore, dream, discover, do it with yourself and do it with others. And man, your life will become this amazing journey that you will look back upon with a smile on your face. Zisco Aller Garcia, thank you so much for coming on to Winning Streaks. It's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you.